everyone, before we get started, I want to take the time to thank you to everyone who's been listening to The WannaPod. Please keep reading, review, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud, and subscribe to our channel on YouTube, and tell a friend who might benefit from listening. Everything helps. Help us spread the word about the importance of talking about mental health by donating to our Patreon campaign at www.patreon.com slash wearenoalamo, and help us keep this podcast going. Also, since you've been listening, you know that sometimes we joke about suicide, death, and other difficult mental health issues. We want you to know that we don't take it lightly and we're concerned about you and the rest of our listeners. We really care about your well-being, so if you're having suicidal thoughts or a plan, please stop listening to this podcast and call 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-TALK or text HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741-741. That's the International National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. They provide 24-7 support to people in crisis situations. This podcast is about opening up the conversation, and sometimes it's easier to talk about hard stuff when there's a little laughter involved. Remember, we want you to stay with us. You are not alone, because we are no Alamo. Woo-hoo! Hey, Matthew. What's up, Paige? Welcome to We Are No Alma, the mental health podcast. Woohoo! I'm Paige Whalen, your host, my co host, Matthew. Well, well, hello, everybody. Hope you're having a good, safe day. Oh, it's been a great Friday. Oh my God. It I, has been such an amazing Friday. I slept all day. You did. I really did. All day. <laughs> Why did I sleep all day? Um, because you took a long road trip and had a whole lot of things that went down during your trip. Oh and my gosh. You needed a day or two to relax, and that's cool. Um, yes. So, I just got back from a trip to Colorado to visit my family before I start a new job on Monday. Yeah, you do. Yay! So proud of you. Thanks to my technical recruiter, Matthew, for helping me out. I don't know about that. I five. You just put me in the right place of the right people. I did. Yeah, what do you always say as a recruiter to your clients? Uh, I don't know. You're, You're leading me on to something I can't remember what I used to say. No, it's a good one. <laughs> that people always thank you for getting them the job that you're always... It's nothing to do with me. It's them. Yeah. I don't do anything but put them in the right in front of the right people. It's really nice. I yeah. love it. So, yeah, I me went too. on a trip to Colorado, and it was beautiful. And definitely did a little bit of green tourism. I know nothing about this. Yes, you do. <laughs> so I stayed in Trinidad, Colorado, which, by the way, everybody, you know, I've been visiting Trinidad, or Trinidad, Colorado, since I was fucking in the fetal position in my mom's womb. <laughs> I've still never been there, by the way. I know. Well, it's beautiful. It's like right outside of New Mexico, and I never really gave it much thought, but ever since the cannabis boom came down there they are basically one of the I, I really don't know the policies but you can have cannabis stores recreational and medicinal mm-hmm. next to each other but the law in Colorado is you can only buy one ounce per day per store yep but everyone it's funny like, though ah. you think about it you don't have a law that you can only buy one case of beer per store I know it's kind of when weird. you think about it like that it's like it why is there a double standard? Only one ounce per store, but you can buy as many cases or a keg if you want, or as many bottles of the store if you want. I know. I just think that there's a little bit of transitionatory period, but I mean, it was legalized in 2012. For medical use. Yes, but still, that's only six it's years. Been, 
Yeah, but it's also been only recreational for just, what, almost two years now. I have no idea. I think it's been two years now. I mean, I'm, I haven't really been to. into that kind of policy. All I know is that every time I drive back and forth, I'm like, holy cow, my... This town like is not the same native anymore. Native Colorado is so different. Yep. So different. Well, now here's some similar stories about that on like the border of Utah and a few other states. What do you mean? Because like Utah has a very strict alcohol policy where you can't buy alcohol very easily in most places. So across the border in the bordering states, there's lots of liquor stores because people cross the border to buy liquor. There, because it's easier to buying it in their own state and cheaper too. Because you have to have there's all like every state, every liquor store from I remember in um, Utah is state run, so you can't just buy liquor anywhere. So you go across the state, it's easier. No, it's buy just liquor, like when Lubbock home. was a a dry town. But anyway, okay, you want to weigh in real quick? I don't know if I this do. This want to weigh in is pretty funny. The look on Paige's face is kind of scary. Okay, so. On my little green tour, I <laughs> was exposed to so much new stuff. So there's there are these suppositories, everybody. Everyone Foria, know what a suppository is? We're not going to talk it. about that. It's a, it's a family podcast. No, I'm just kidding. It's whomever gets involved. But okay, so Foria Pleasure was inspired by the 3,000-year history of cannabis use as a sensual enhancement tool. And current scientific research into therapeutic, therapeutic <laughs> Where is your of mind the plant. Today? No, it's for women. It's so crazy. So now, like, oh, it's been featured by Time, USA Today, Saturday Night Live, of course, Vice, Doctor Drew. Of course, must it's on be Vice. legit. Must be must be true because it's on Vice. Okay, a weed treat for the lady parts. Wow, GQ. Very good advertising, by the way. So. I mean, that's what I walked into on a green tour. It's like all of a sudden you are 21 years old and you get to drink wine for the first time and go on a wine tour. And they're like, look at all these new things. I'm like, I had no idea you could take wine that way. (laughs) I didn't know wine was done like this. I didn't know you could do wine like this. Huh? That's (laughs) interesting. crazy. Very much so. I love it. Okay. Last thing. So in some of the... Um, stores, they had this pamphlet. It's called goodtoknowcolorado.com by the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment, um, the CDPHE. And they give the cannabis distributors these little pamphlets. Matthew, will you please take us through this pamphlet? Oh, this is ridiculous. Also, this is a mental health podcast, but I just got back from a trip and it blew my mind. So we're just talking about things that I brought back and learned. Not cannabis, everybody. Just information. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So it talks about with edibles. Be smart. Go slow from the start. The effects of marijuana peak up to four hours after eating or drinking it. Wait at least that long. Before consuming more. It's like, seriously. It's not a poem. No, but it's funny fun. Well, you read it the first time. What did you, what was the secondhand smoke stuff? Oh. And like the things that you had questions about? Because I did too, because I read it. And yeah, I was so like, the second one is actually is really funny. Thing? It's think about secondhand smoke before you toke. 
Like marijuana smoke is as many. This is from the government, everybody. Yeah. This is really. Well, huge. I don't. No, no, no. I don't think this actually probably is. I think we should. I think we need to do some more research on this because it doesn't mean necessarily that is from the government. From we need public to look, yeah. health and environment. Yeah. I'm gonna look this up yeah. while you read it. Read it out. I think we need to look, do some research because I don't know if this would be or not. Um, anyway, so it says marijuana smoke has as many of the same cancer-causing chemicals as tobacco smoke. So don't smoke around children or anyone who doesn't want to be exposed to secondhand smoke. Now, all above, that is perfectly true and good. You shouldn't probably smoke around people who don't want to be smoked around. Totally get it. You shouldn't do that. That's not cool. Um, no, it's definitely an official state web portal. That's pretty hilarious, though. Colorado.gov um, slash CDPH. But... I've read other articles saying different things uh, from other research, and so all I'm going to say is do your research when you read these things. Do your research. Also, and don't just trust it because it's on the internet. Please and thank you. How would you ask our listener base to go and double check their information? Look for peer-reviewed articles. That's the best way. Scientific journals, those are the best places to look. Everything else, like overall, you really can't say. Um, an edu after the after the dot com, if it's an edu dot edu, that was how we did it back when I was in college a while back. Now that isn't always the case. Um, just check who is it referred by, where it's actually posted, if it's an individual website, if it was in the news, or a respected journal. Um, go to journals first, especially ones that are peer reviewed, especially in the scientific community. Um, that's where Academic you're going to find journal, the You can go googlescholar.com, <coughs> ask a friend who has um, a college login to their like, library database. Yep. I've done that so many times. Like, hey, you're still in college, right? Give me your login so I can yep. check out your online library. But a lot of it will let you read some of that stuff for free, and a lot of people will do some reviews online that you can do yeah. for free. So, like, just yeah. do your background research before you believe anything you read. And Love it. Oh, yeah. Go so on. let's bring it back to mental health. Menthol. Nope. Mental health. So I really think that lately there's been a focus on mental illness or MI more than mental health resources. Always. And people are starting to take notice. So for more want to weigh in, would you like to, do you want to weigh in on rural suicides in North America? I would love to. What do you know and what do you assume as far as rural suicides in North America? I think they're actually a higher rate depending on where you're at and other places. When you hear rural, 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 what do you think? I mean, there's a lot of different places, I think. I mean, my first thought is my time spent in North Dakota. Um, you know, when there's towns of like 50 people, you know, stuff like that. Um, and smaller, I mean, I grew up in Alaska where, you know, it was pretty rural. I lived in, you know. So I think of, like, communities that aren't necessarily around a metropolitan area where you might have a drive to get someplace. I mean, they're different. I mean, like, it could be not that far, but maybe far. Like, if you live in a holler or a valley, depends on where you live, things like that. Yeah, definitely. So during my drive to and from Colorado to visit my family and everything, God damn me if there is not a Christian radio station in the middle of fucking nowhere. Of course there is. Because everybody, I don't have an iPhone right now. I have a Samsung Galaxy S4. And she's also really conservative with her data, which I applause her for. Yes, applause me. I do. Thank you. And I didn't have Spotify. Like, respect. Respect Spotify and Pandora and all those streaming 
applications because if you're in the middle of nowhere and you're having to deal with your thoughts and you want to find God, just turn go, on the radio. Turn it on between 89.9 and 90.5 and you'll to, find God, or baby. Or just go to AM and it'll be on every, be all you'll find. I know. I love the AM, by the way. So, the country, it's fun. While I was driving through the middle of nowhere... I was listening to NPR, which, thank God, it was NPR and evangelism because I choose NPR of evangelism these days. Um, and it was from Colorado Public Radio from their October 15, 2018 broadcast. And the title was, What One NPR Reporter Saw on a Trip to the Epicenter of Colorado Suicide Epidemic. And Mesa County Public Health reports that the suicide rate in Mesa County is double the national average and the highest rate of suicide attempts in Mesa County occurred in young people between the ages of 10 and 19 years old. Mm-hmm. So we've talked on this podcast a lot about how you know schools are implementing mental health requirements for curriculum to start opening up the conversation. Yeah. Between 2015 and 2016 this report on NPR, and you guys can definitely go check it out um, on their cpr.org slash news webpage for Colorado Public Radio. The story is by Haley Sanchez. And they the students finally started opening up because their friends were completing suicide mm-hmm. and had all of these... Um, Sarah's walking around. Our dog, everybody. We need to cut her nails for real. (laughs) But they were told not to talk about it because (laughs) they were afraid of copycat suicides because they figured, like, the more you talk about it, the more it's going to happen. And I had that assumption before as well. However, we're starting this podcast as an outlet to open up the conversation. And what they found was a decrease in suicide attempts and suicide rates after they started this program where they have mental health mentors. And these mentors go and talk to students about their friends completing suicide in this valley. And one of the things that they talked about um, was the majority of suicides in Colorado and the West are by firearm. And the stigma around mental health still exists in rural areas, probably more than most areas. And men especially have a reputation of being independent, strong, and not asking for help. And so they are more likely, and science shows that they are more likely to um, attempt or complete suicide through something. I would I don't want to dramatize it, but drama. You know, like, you're going to shoot yourself. You're going to hang... You are going to die. Whereas women, um, they tend to, and I myself included, like, pills and things like that. Well, I would... I would... I think in this article, it's not even being... It's being general neutral because in the area, there was much more access to guns. So I think there's a difference between that conversation and a different one. Okay, so where do you think this conversation should be? Should it be about... Like firearms, or should it be about education and communication or looking at both? I mean, I really just, I mean, I think overall. I think it's all of it. Yeah, I mean, like, you really. It's <laughs> a big question. Yeah. You're welcome. 
all of the above, mm-hmm. but at the same time, um, certain things are going to be able to be worked on at the, at this point in time. Other things might not be able to. The gun thing will just draw people away from the topic, but if you talk about awareness and actually talking about it. Or actual, not extenuating circumstances, but they said students on the western slope describe the natural environment feeling like a cage, and their physical isolation creates this hard living, hard partying, high adrenaline like mountain town lifestyle that you would see on kind of Animal House mm-hmm. or something pop culture like that. Yeah. And so they're dealing with that situation. And when I was up there, I mean, my mom before going was check the weather, make sure Raton Pass is open because when it snows up there, it snows. I mean, especially through all the tunnels and stuff. Yeah, when it snows up there, it snows. Mm. You're so smart, man. Well, not like down here it snows, it's like it's not snow. Yeah, and even with all the infrastructure that they have to get the snow out of the way, if you're up in a mountain town like Uray or Vail or Aspen or down on the western slope, you're going to be staying there. You're mm-hmm. going to be around people that are going to be in your life forever if you choose to stay there. So... Basically, what I learned on my trip to Colorado this year, I mean, I visit my family about three or four times a year driving up there, but this is the first time in a long time where I was kind of sitting with my thoughts, and October is about openness, and so I went to talk to my sister, and I was doing a deer man exercise, do you know what Deer Man is? I do not. Explain that to me. Well, you've heard of Deer Man before. Yes. From what I've talked about. Well, yeah. Okay, so what do you know about it? I honestly couldn't repeat right now. Okay, so well, <laughs> it's the explain. most it's the most effective way to make a request between two people who are going through a hard situation who might not have the communication skills to get through that hard request. Um, so it's a DBT skill, a dialectical behavioral therapy skill that I learned while I was in outpatient. And um, it is an acronym for interpersonal effectiveness. And for D, it's describe. And it's describe the situation in simplistic mm-hmm. way. And then for E, is express how you're feeling using I statements. I feel assert by asking for your need or saying no firmly reinforce by making sure the other person knows why they should grant your request and stay mindful a is for appear confident regardless of how you feel on the inside just so hard that's like drop your ego and appear confident that's the hardest thing and negotiate and remember negotiation doesn't necessarily have to mean like a parallel yeah, a understanding. Exactly. It's just that you aren't demanding anything. You're just asking for something. And if the person you're speaking with isn't on board with your request, um, remember the phrase give to get, and you might need to alter your request to make it more appealing to the other person. I so negotiating. Exactly. So dear man, D describe E express a assert R reinforce M stay mindful a, appear confident in negotiate. So, Matthew, would or have you ever been in, in, in or a situation where you think you could have used Deer Man as an effective communication technique? I mean, I think I do and I have. Um, but that's also after, you know, 
going to therapy for a long time. Never actually going to a, someone who is actually a DPT person. So, um, but similar concepts, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. You know, understand what's going on. Try to reflect what the other person's feeling first before you open your mouth. Yeah. Trying to hear and listen at the same time. Yep. I like that. Listen before you speak. It's hard. It's you like know. the accountability jar. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, ours is so full. It is completely full, actually. Thank you, Matthew. <laughs> I say sorry a lot. Me so too. do you. <laughs> I mean, on the next podcast, we'll definitely share how much money we raised for Juana by apologizing and being aware of our words. Words are important. All right. So October's for openness, and we're going to sound out, sound out, sound out by giving our mastery and self-soothe for the next 24 hours. So rock, paper, scissors, mastery and self-soothe first. Rock, paper, scissors. What? Do you not know how to play this game? I do, but you counted wrong. What? You did. For everyone listening, his fist is in the air. <laughs> it's supposed to be in here. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. All um, right. I go first. No, so, no, no, no. mastery for the next 24 hours. I'm going to go for a run, three-mile run, 5K for my mastery. And self-soothe for the next 24 hours. I'm going to... Get some new essential oil for my basic bitch air freshener thing. All my chicks out there know what I'm talking about. It's those misters that you put the essential oils in, and it's super cute, and it lights up. Love it. Like Etsy. No, not Etsy. It's so ridiculous. I love it. Your turn. Get off me, bro. (laughs) Love it. Mastering self-soothe. I am as well going to go on that 5K with you. Oh, thank you. Great. You know, each other accountable. Yep. And that's one of mine. That was my goal. Um, I've been on the run for a week, few weeks, and it's been kind of hell. It's been so rainy. Guys, in Austin, we have a mandatory boil your water or else you'll get malaria. Nope. Uh, something. Dysentery. Yep. Don't want that. Something. Because of all the flooding here in Texas, yep. it's been crazy. Yeah, the water plant can't keep up with cleaning all the water. Oh, my God. They say it's going to be over by Sunday, though. But they thought it was going to be two days, and that was last week when I left. Yep. Crazy. All right, self-soothe. Ooh, self-soothe? I want to read. What do you want to read? Ooh, I'm reading a a really horrible, horrible sci-fi novel. Oh, my God, I got you a present. I can give it to you live on air. Uh Uh-oh. She got me a book to read. I'm going to laugh. I'm not going to laugh in a bad way because books are the best. And look, she did. Oh, my goodness. It's from our shared library, the <laughs> Trinidad Inn and Suites in Trinidad, Colorado. Shout out to Patricia. Everyone, go get a room. She is the bomb. Trinidad Inn Suites in Trinidad, That's Colorado. pretty awesome. Matthew, share it. Share with the it's audience. The Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis, The Voyage of the Dawn Trader. It's pretty and awesome. what was your favorite book? Well, yeah, I mean, Chronicles of Narnia is, like, one of my favorite books. Like, this whole series is one of my favorite series. I know. It's pretty awesome. And this is, like, one of the earlier editions, too. Like, I... Do you like it? I do. Oh, yay. I'm so glad. Happy Halloween. Uh, Thank you. Happy Halloween. So self-soothe as you get to read a new book. I know. Shout out. I know. Yeah, I love it. 
Knock I you love that. it. Okay. Thank you so much, man. If y'all can see I'm blushing like a madman. Ah. <laughs> Under this beard, there's a big blushing person. No, there's not. All right. Anything else you want to leave with our listeners? Have a safe Halloween weekend. Yeah, have a safe Halloween weekend. And the music today is brought to you by Jonathan Tyler and his album, Holy Smith. Y'all take care. Remember, you are not alone because we are no Alamo. Alamo. Bye-bye.